Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Right, okay, so <coughs> I'm all ready to go. Are you... Stop that coughing. We've got, a, we've got a show to record. Come on, oh. it's Whatever Works again. Hello, What's everyone. wrong with you? Uh, well, I hope it's not the, the, the coughing disease we all know and fear, I'm, which I'm yeah, sure it yeah. isn't. I've just got a sort of coffee thingy going on. But hello, everyone. I'll try and do my best to keep oh, it under dear. control. Let's hope it's nothing horribly sinister. Mind you, you've done a, a, a What's It test on yourself, haven't you? Yes, so... I have the, the What's It tests that the NHS send out, and I'm, I'm yeah. checking myself with those. So I haven't got the big C, as it were. Um, <coughs> I've just got Z for cough. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, we'll try and get through, but if um, if there's lots of editing, editing to do, you'll have to do it, won't you? I will. There we go. That's Young my, man. my <laughs> punishment. <laughs> Welcome to show 147, everyone. And we are here back again with lots of fun, an hour or so of mayhem where we talk about whatever works in our lives and hopefully um, picking up some stuff that you've been talking about as well in our MeWe group. Thank you for that. As always, do head across to the MeWe group. If you're not joined up, then do so. Links in the show notes to that. And our website is whateverworks.works where you'll find links to all the shows and all the other stuff and all the lovely goodies that we normally talk about. TedSalmon.com. If you get lost, you'll get everything there instead. Aiden Bell.com is where you'll find out what Aiden does and how you can engage him in gainful employment. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank and, you. Yes. <coughs> and just a couple of reminders of links that are helpful to us. The um, tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon TED UK. If you can um, buy stuff from Amazon, use that link and we get a kickback for a few quid or a few pennies or whatever. Um, PayPal.me forward slash Ted Salmon if you want to buy me a coffee. And if you want to specifically let us get stuff from Amazon for the show, for testing, then send a gift voucher to me at Ted Salmon at gmail.com that'd be very helpful phew <laughs> your turn <coughs> i should have looked up some coughing jokes in advance shouldn't i <laughs> my apologies dear listener i'll do my best actually it's quite ironic because the first thing i wanted to say is that i've just moved back into my marvelous fogarty duvet so i ought to ah. be all snug and warm and not coughing at all if you remember ted when i first joined the show when i was a mere listener in 2017 i was very taken with a fogarty duvet that a friend of yours yeah. i think brought onto the show and recommended um which i duly bought and have used every single night ever since with the exception of the few weeks in the summer when i do find it a bit too hot and i move into an older thinner yuckier duvet that just is, you know acts as a cover during the hot hot weeks and i've just got i've just moved back into it for this year so the fogarty duvet lives on that was it i thought i'd say that <laughs> now i'll cough again <laughs> Well done. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I do remember that. Sorry, I was distracted there for a second because I, cause I can hear some buffoon firing up a lawnmower. At any minute now, we're going to be interrupted with a large edit point while he goes round cutting grass. Coughing anyway. and lawnmowers? What are we doing to our poor <laughs> listeners? Anyway, the Fogarty Duvet was and still is divine. It's incredibly warm in the winter. It isn't too hot in the summer, except yeah. for the weeks I've spoken about. And it's so lovely because it's, it's, it's heavy without being cumbersome you as i think i described it as like sleeping underneath a pancake and and it really is it's lovely yeah very good well done it's nice to know that what mind you this should be in still using shouldn't it well it should but i just thought since i mean i think i thought i put it in at the top of the show because i just moved back into it yesterday 
Marvellous, marvellous. Right. <laughs> I, a bit of feedback from Mum on her um, modelling clay, which we got for her, if you oh, remember, from the yes, last show. yes, yes. one kilo modelling clay. And she got the... We, I bought this for her, and she went away and started using it. And sure enough, she had some really good fun with it. She made a little um, bowl, which looks very much like an ashtray to me. First attempt wasn't bad, though. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I told her she'll have to, to take up smoking to use it. <laughs> but she's going to have a go at some other things. And, and yeah, it was a really good show. And for four quid, it's, it, there's a lot there, and it'll keep her amused. So thank you. And have you, have you, as I did, had to wrap up the remainder very tightly in the hope yeah. that it won't get water, get, get, get any, she, any dryness in there? I did tell her that, and yeah. she, um, she took one of her... Um, plastic kitchen bag clamp thingies and, and ah, put yes, it all around it. Yeah, but, so. I mean, for £4, you know, the worst-case scenario, buy another one. It's, an, it's, yeah, it's a good yeah. deal, isn't it? Except if you only do one small ashtray with it, it's an expensive ashtray. Indeed, but I'm very glad... <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad your mother is happy because I have recommended yeah. some things on this show, LED lights, <clears throat> that haven't gone down so well, so <laughs> I shouldn't have done that artificial cough. <clears throat> it's brought on another real one. Steve Litchfield! Let me see if I can hold my cough back for, for Mr Litchfield on his Arvok laptop sleeve. Yeah, he posted this on the group and, and I, like many people, was shocked at the £8 price. Steve says, I'm almost lost for words about how great value for money this is. Hopefully no children in the Far East were taken advantage of in the making of it. We needed a slim case for my daughter's 15-inch laptop. Not necessarily for on-the-road use, since it isn't that rugged, but to keep tidy with its power supply and cable while around the home or on short journeys. And we didn't want to spend a packet. At £8, this feels premium in materials with lovely soft lining, high-quality zipped front pocket for cables and two handles which can be pulled out or pushed back in for more compact carrying in a suitcase, for example. Amazing value and well worth it for the basic but high-quality laptop sleeve. And as I said at the top, I was also shocked by this. And I've, in fact, bought one, Ted. I'm going away next month, and although I've got my new... I, I think I've mentioned that I got a new laptop, and I put it in a lovely, yeah. wonderful, hard-case, plastic flight case, boxy thing, but, of course, it's too big to fly. So mm. um, I had a little private conversation with Steve, and he suggested um, this would be suitable for me. I've actually had to pay £11 because, of course, my laptop is bigger and it needs a bigger size, but I've got one myself coming in the post. So thank you, Steve, both personally and on behalf of the group for the Arvok laptop sleeve. That rings a bell, actually. I, I've got a feeling a few years ago I had something similar. Probably not as um, va uh, as good value as this, but mm -hmm. those I remember those two handles because um, they virtually disappear. If you don't want to use them, you can just use it as a, a slip as case. As a sleeve, um, yes, and, or, or uh, carry yeah. it, yes. It does look excellent. Uh, or, or pull those handles out and then mm -hmm. suddenly they appear. It's a, a nice little unit. So, yeah, what colour did you get? I got black. No, Very no, I did not get black. No, 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 sorry, I didn't. I always get black for all my professional gear, but in this case, I got blue because it's going to match the suitcase uh -huh. I'm planning to put it in. So actually, no, uh -huh. I lie. I got a blue one. Very good. And as we've said on the show so many times, Ted, it's these sort of things, uh, you know, many things are available in many flavours. And it's nice when someone like Steve is able to say, I've bought this one, I've tested it, I can vouch for it, you should have one. Yeah. Which is my way of saying I'll blame Steve if I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Right, OK, we've got the lawn mowing machine coming oh, now. Oh, so splendidly. Watch out for that. We're, we won't stop. We'll carry on until it gets too um, on, intrusive. Sorry, Ted, could you say that again? 
Yeah. Right, Ian Barton is next. On the pseudo gap-filling foam which he boards. Yes. When we got our Starlink, I had to drill a one-inch hole in my son's bedroom wall to feed the cable into the sorry, house. Sorry, sorry, stop, stop. Uh, what's a Starlink? Um, a Starlink is a thing that we've been talking about, Tom, Tech Addicts, which is a um, satellite um, cellular connectivity thing okay. instead of instead of having broadband. So your broadband comes from satellites instead of down um, cables um, and BT lines. Okay. This left a rather big gap, and all suggestions that it was good ventilation fell on deaf ears, of course. The easy fix was to fill the hole with expandable foam. This foam extends to about 40 times its own wow. size and bonds well with most substances, including brick. It takes about 24 hours to set, and you can trim off the excess with a Stanley knife. It's often used by people to install to install windows. They spray it around the edges of the hole in the wall, then push the frame in, and it forms a waterproof seal. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Make sure that you read the, the safety instructions. You may want to buy a full hazmat suit before using it. <laughs> Aiden says, Ian, you could probably squirt out some balls of this stuff and paint them, and when they're dried out, it could form artificial rocks for your pond. Good shout, Ian. Yes, indeed. Um, I've actually, yeah. during, in my work in theatre, I've seen property masters do all sorts of clever stuff with, with foam for, with this stuff, because, of course, once it's expanded, it's basically a chunk of, uh, what's it called, polystyrene foam that you can then cut up. But, of course, the advantage is you can actually mould it into shape while it's still wet. So, um, yeah, I might try that. Do you know what? When the weather cheers up a bit, I might be out there with my foam-filling foam trying to create some rocks in the pond. I wonder if you can paint it easily, what, what sort of paint you might need to use. don't know. We should look forward to your experimentation. Thank you very much. Your turn. Logitech Z906THX 5.1 surround speakers. Tech Corner. Tech Corner. I won't be long. I didn't expect to buy these. <laughs> these just popped up. This is just one of those things that happened. Um... These speakers are basically they're Logitech. They're sat. They're surround. It's a surround system. It's a 5.1. So you have a we have a base woofer and you have two front speakers, two rear speakers, and a middle center speaker. Uh, the traditional 5.1 system. This is from Logitech. I believe it's their top of the range system. It retails at about 340 pounds. You can get it on Amazon for 297. I had no intention of going anywhere near it until I spotted one on Facebook Marketplace, secondhand, unopened, still in its plastic wrap for £150 which I couldn't resist and I was a very naughty boy uh, and it was local because having as, as we all know having been bitten by Facebook Marketplace recently and nearly lost 250 quid, which God bless the Halifax I got back again um, I've been, I'm taking care now and I only go for purchases which are local where I can go along and give them cash when I get there this was in Luton which is about half an hour down the road and the tall and the short of it is I am now the owner of a fabulous set of surround speakers they were indeed brand new I got them home with slight trepidation but opened it all up and it was quite clearly as an absolutely brand spanking new kit and it's gorgeous as I say you get the woofer which is the has the amp inside it as well that's your basic sort of control center and that connects to a little um uh control box it uses the old-fashioned um d-sub vga cable which I found interesting but that's got your big chunky volume knob on it uh, which is basically all it has got on it, actually. Uh, and you've got your you've got your speakers. You've got five lengths of cable: two times seven meter, two times five meter, and I think one times one meter. 
Uh, and basically, you, it's, it's, it's very simple. It's almost plug and play. You put the speakers where you want them around the room. You plug the cables into the back and to the speakers and voila, it works. There's no more setting up to be done. Um, we have a huge living room where I live. Our living room is about, I looked at it today to tell you, it's about six and a half metres by four and a half metres. And we actually have an open dining room off the living room, which is another two and a half metres. So actually, I wasn't expecting great things because I thought if I want to fill this cavernous room with surround sound, it would cost literally thousands and it would need a Bose system or such. However, I was very, very pleasantly surprised by how much heft these things are giving out. The speakers are quite heavy, so they're quite they seem to be well made. They're quite weighty speakers. They're fairly decent size. Um, and the sound, you know, I'm, I'm actually not an expert at surround sound. I've never owned a surround sound system before. I wouldn't really know one from t'other, but I was very impressed. You get a lovely, fat, meaty bass if you're watching action sequences in films. Uh, the left and right separation and the sound from the back is all beautiful. Uh, and I'm very, very happy with it. Um, you get a little remote control, so you can adjust your volume, of course, and you can make very basic adjustments. You can change the volume separately of the woofer of the rear speakers and of the front centre speaker. So you can more or less balance them up how you want. And um, as I say, I was more impressed than I expected to be given the size of the room. And um, I'm just waiting for complaints from the neighbours at this point. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. That, <laughs> uh, and possibly your mum as well, when you wind it up. Well, when the lovely thing is, my mother being elderly, um, uh, you know, her hearing isn't the best anymore. And she sleeps at the other end of the house, which is lucky. Right. And in fact, I've done a couple of tests, you know, with the test being in the morning. Did I disturb you last night with the television? And the answer has been no. So I yeah. think actually I'm quite lucky that I'd be able to crank it up when I'm... Because my, my time in the house is usually... My, I share the house with my mother, as I think people know. And generally my mother has the daytime and I have the night time. So my vampire hours will be those when I'm watching television. And I think I'm going to get away with it. Plus the fact that I'm not one of those people who wants to crank the volume up to 11. I'm very happy with the sensible level of volume. Yeah, this is where people miss out, I think, on nice audio gear, um, where they think that nice audio gear means ridiculously high volumes, but it doesn't need to. You can really enjoy quality sound. Well, you, you know this exactly. stuff. Exactly. You're, you're, low, lower volumes, but really, really good quality. Exactly. High wattage yeah. does not have to mean loud volume. It just means yeah. the power and is in there. It's like having a car. It's like saying you have a car that is a six-cylinder car. That doesn't mean you have to drive it at 200 miles an hour. It just no, means when you're no. driving at 60 miles an hour, it's got plenty in there to help you along. And it's similar with yeah. sound as well, yes. Now, this all looks pretty um, um, very attractive gear, but the, the, the first thing that every geek's head would turn to on this is the control box and the remote control. So the control box, presumably you put that um, down underneath the telly somewhere. Yes. And it, it seems to have lots of LEDs and lights and diagrams all over it. it. Yes, it, it, actually, it's one of the, it's, it actually does a lot less than it looks as if it does. It's got the little lights that show you. I mean, I think... We, I, I'm not using it at all. I mean, I'm using the remote control. I'm sitting back in lazily on the couch and using the remote control. Um, so I haven't studied the control box, but I believe it doesn't do any more than the remote control does. You can change the... It's got several inputs. I mean, it's got two optical inputs, one HDMI input plus your standard five times phono input, I think. So there's plenty of inputs there. So you can scroll through those with the remote control or with the box. You've got the volume control and you've got a mute button and you've got the control that allows you to, as I said, select and change the volumes of the woofer, the central speaker or the rear speakers. 
I think that's it. I think that's all you can do with either the remote control or the control box. But for my money, that's enough. There's no EQ at all. So, you know, obviously you, you need a bit a bigger, more expensive, more serious system if you want to start mucking about with EQ. Um, yeah. So there's no EQ, there's, but there's sufficient volume control to get it how you want it. I can imagine if you're playing, if you, you plug in a, a, a PlayStation or an Xbox or something, it would just be amazing playing games with all that um, um, uh, realistic sound going on as, as a helicopter comes from behind you or something. Exactly. And, yeah. and as people may see, I, I, I initiated a thread in the MeWe group asking people for recommendations of sound because obviously, you know, I, I put the Matrix on and I put um, 1917 on and I put Interstellar on in order to, to test and experience the sound. And it really is fabulous. And one of my favourites yeah. is the opening section of The Lord of the Rings first movie and some lovely sound effects in there and it's all great fun again i don't know whether there'll be a honeymoon period after which i get bored with all my films going and i might decide to just not bother with it after a while but at the moment i'm i'm loving having a home cinema because i've never had one before yeah very good and i'm being offered um 58 pound a month for five months on this but you know I, i've got nowhere to use it you know you're, you're talking about disturbing the neighbors in my static home i've got no chance using yes. this and and you know i i would need a i need to live like ian barton does in fact you know in a, in a uh, house in the middle of nowhere yes and no and as, you... we, as we just said ted you don't have to crank it up to 11 in order no, to no, enjoy no, no, it no. um but you do but 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 bass resonates yes and if indeed, you're going to enjoy it does, yes you, you know i I can see that that could be a problem on a on a campsite. Yes. I also did very well with Amazon. I ordered an optical cable to connect it to the Sony television, which was great. And then I ordered a second optical cable for the DVD player and then discovered, duh, that the DVD player didn't need one. It just used HDMI. So I right. tried to return the second cable and I had that classic, lovely Christmas Day email from Amazon saying, we are processing your refund. You do not need to return the item to us. Right. So you, you get that. You, I never get that now. You <laughs> seem to have got that a few times, don't you? Maybe there's a glitch in their system somewhere that, oh, Aiden Bell's returning something. He doesn't have to. Um, or maybe it's yeah. just because I'm a sucker and I buy too much from Amazon and they don't want to lose me as a good customer. I'm sure it's more likely that. But um, yeah, so I even got five quid back. I got five quid off the whole thing from Amazon. I would not have bought this. I wouldn't have gone near this if, it, if I'd had to pay £297 for it. And even at 150 I did some serious thinking first and then decided to be a naughty boy and slap my wrists for doing it. And I'm glad I did because I love it. But as I say, the only reason at all that I went near these was because the, I found this wonderful offer on Marketplace that was too good to refuse. But um, yeah. are they worth £300? If I had £300 to spend on surround speakers, I would probably try to spend four or five and get a better set. Right. But then again, I don't know if there is a better set. Maybe that's the point at which you then have to jump to a couple of thousand to get a better set. So maybe I really have done well. Who knows? I don't. I don't have to control the the sound a bit though. Although on modern televisions, I guess you you can control sound to some degree, um, depending on the the TV, of course. Um, but you know, I, I, my television, which is a really basic TV, you can still go in yes. to the TV and control some of the way in which the um, EQ works. Um, but, yes. Uh, if you had a really posh telly, I bet I, that you could probably do more. I tell you what, um, I, I I did enjoy going having. For instance, having watched for an hour or so on the new system, then returning to the television sound, I realised how wonderful the surround sound yeah, is. Yeah. Do you remember that Star Wars trailer where they had a TV screen and you had tinny little Star Wars music and then they said you could watch Star Wars at home or you could watch it in the cinema and then it bursts into the whole DBX Dolby wonderful surround sound. It felt a bit like that in my living room. No. <laughs> OK. 
okay, to go from the old television <laughs> to the new speakers. So yeah, yeah, I, I get the point. Yeah, there, yeah. It, 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 it's a real con. Chalk and cheese, definitely chalk and cheese. Very good. Okay, that's the end of Tech Corner. <laughs> okay, take us back we'll, with something less techy we'll, and more useful. We'll, we'll save the rest of that for Tech Addicts. So don't forget, everyone, to listen to our Tech Addicts, me and Gareth, going on about exactly about stuff like that. That would fit in really well there. Anyway, let's get back to the kitchen and the Hob Hero. Um, now, this is a, a plastic, no, not plastic, a <laughs> silicon thingy, which you sit on top. It's a, it's like a plate, but it's a rubbery, silicony plate that you, you sit on top of your saucepan when you're boiling stuff, um, cooking food. And it's got a little wheel thingy in the middle and you vent it in the middle. And the theory is, and I haven't tried this, I haven't got it. Um, the theory is that it never boils over. It, there's something clever that happens with the the way in which the the if you if if the um the 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 bubbles are coming up uh into the top of the saucepan instead of spilling out the edges they go into this venting system and they just dissipate somehow so it's all very clever. So it's like a sort of um, big bowl on top of the saucepan that catches the yeah. water and sends like a funnel and sends it back down into the middle again. Yeah, yeah, kind it's of. Never. I guess. I'm, not really sure how it works, to be honest. Anyway, the, the Hob Hero is what it's called um, from the company that, um, that that we're linking to in the show notes. But I also found something on Amazon UK, which is very similar, called the Spill Stopper. And that was, um, uh, how much was it? Let's have a look. Clicks on the link quickly, on the fly, hoping to get there, Twelve ninety nine, And you can see from the pictures there that you can also um, steam stuff on top of it. So if you put this thing on top of your your saucepan. Oh, how clever. If you put some put some water in your saucepan, sit this on top, and then put the saucepan lid on top of this device with the um, vegetables in the middle, you've got an instant steamer as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite a useful little multi-tool, I, I guess, and um, it, it's uh, worth a look for, for a few quid. I think definitely the only possible negative that would occur to me is that it might breed contempt. You might be sat in another room thinking, oh, the saucepan won't overboil, it's got the hob hero on it, and the next thing you know, your yeah. kitchen's on fire. <laughs> yeah. But it, it certainly does look fun. I mean, oh, I thought, like my surround speakers, you'd actually bought one and you were going to tell us first-hand experience, Ted. I think you No, 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 this one. was... Uh... A story that I picked up. In actual fact, my mum reminded me that reminded me that she's got a steamer anyway, and um, she doesn't actually boil anything. She never boils anything at all. She she steams absolutely everything she cooks, and so she has no need for one. But people that do boil food, um, it's clearly yes, for them. I boil very occasionally, and it's usually a pan of potatoes, and I usually do overspill them. So I think this thing would be quite useful to me once a year. Why don't you steam <laughs> potatoes? I don't know. That's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> she She's very much of the mind that you can just steam everything. You don't need to boil any food at all. Tell your just mother if she it. can steam a turkey joint, <laughs> I'll come round on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you could. If you cut it up and put it in there, it would work. Oh, anyway. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Steve yes. Heinrich. <laughs> 
<laughs> Get me out of this, Steve. He brings us making the most of your home printer. This was a nice little article that he found and posted in the Mooey Group. Home printing fun for rainy days, perhaps. Some good ideas here to get started with what you can print at home, says Steve. I particularly like the idea of the Wi-Fi login card. I may print one out and frame it on the wall. The printable paper <laughs> link is useful as well to turn black sheets into ruled paper. Yes, it was a great little article that just gave you, I don't know what it was, six, eight, ten ideas of things that you might not have thought about before that you can do with your printer. I mean, one of them was a globe, I think. You actually print the component parts and then have fun with the print stick, sticking it all together to make yourself a globe. Things to do mm -hmm. with your printer at home, crafty sort of things that you might not have thought of before. And um, Steve saying he liked the Wi-Fi login card. I think that was a QR code that you can put up on your wall. So when somebody comes to your house and says, may I log into your Wi-Fi, please? You can just say, oh, yes, just scan the QR code and you'll be in. Oh, right. um, okay. And I pointed out actually in the group, in, in the conversation, that actually that's something that you may remember, Ted, I did several weeks ago now. I was getting into NFC tags. And I actually yeah, have an yeah. NFC tag. I'm looking at it now in my studio. And if anyone ever were to set foot into my studio, no one has yet, and say, oh, may I please log on? It, it, same again. They can just touch the NFC tag. So it'd be rather nice right, if I put yeah. the QR code next to it as well. Um, mm. Except nobody comes here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, Steve. For, for sad people like Aiden, sat alone at home in his studio with no visitors, I can find things to do, making the most of your home printer. Very good. Thank you, Steve. Re, Rui, T, uh, Rui You get all the good T. names, Ted. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one coming up soon as well. Right, Ruitina non-slip strip stickers. <laughs> So the so you remember a while ago I put this I had this um, bath um, mat thingy to stop me oh, falling I do. over yes, in the I shower. Do. Yes. Well, it works fine and it's okay, except that I'm too lazy to keep lifting it up and airing <laughs> it, and and consequently what happens is that it just gets grubby and and, I, and then I after about three weeks I realise that I need to clean it and it's all you know it's a bigger anyway so. I decided to go back to these grip stickers, which actually are really, really good. We've we've had these before in showers, but I've not tried them in a bath before. And they're they're self adhesive um, stickers. You, these ones come in two hundred millimeters, so they're about a, a foot long mm -hmm. by twenty millimeters wide. And then you just go clean the bottom of the bath and or the shower, and just go around sticking them ad lib. And they really do grip your your the bottom of your feet as you stand in the shower or the bath. Um, they're nine quid you get 36 in this pack for nine quid you get less i think if you want the longer ones um but they're really really good i and and i i i don't feel the need to actually go around cleaning these stupid great big um <laughs> bath mat thingies anymore so yeah i'm really really good um non-grip non-slip grip stickers very good if you can say it that's a good price too isn't it 36 for nine quid less than a ten. yeah yeah um, and you get and you get an applicator as well. In fact, you get two. I don't know why. Maybe that was a mistake. They put two in, but you've got this this kind of thing that looks like a you know these things that you use to scrape off the ice of a car. Oh yes, windscreen. yes, yes. Yeah. They look a bit like that. And I think you're supposed to, you know, use them to press them in properly. But you don't need to no. use them. I don't know why they put them in, really. I think I've come across these before because in my bathroom... Do you remember, Ted, uh, a number of shows ago, we talked about a thing that you can put on the bottom of your door that's a sort of kickstand. It's a little bar. And when you bring it down, it presses against the floor and stops the door yeah, closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I found in my bathroom 
the floor's too slippery. And this thing, all yes. that would happen was the door would just close slowly. So I actually took one of these things and put it underneath where that thing contacts the floor. And Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. It works a treat. Yeah, yeah, I think we spoke about this before because I think you sent me one of those, didn't you? Because I had a a similar thing to use it for and it worked. Um, it was a little square of something, right? Wasn't but it? I, as I say, what, what you've got here, these these non-slip strip stickers, yeah, yeah. I've got exactly one of those, and I'm afraid right. I can tell you it's been there for a good year or so and it's filthy, <laughs> so it will pick oh, up the it? dirt eventually. Whoops! <laughs> right, but but, it, but in a bath it might not. In the bath, exactly, because it's getting washed, so you might you yeah, might get away yeah, with yeah. it. I shall report back anyway. I've got to tell you, I was on the web the other day um, looking for something. I was looking for a piano stool. Because I got this new surround system, uh, we had a bit of a shift around in the living room. And I, I managed to talk my mother into getting rid of this huge, great, big, wooden, chunky thing that's underneath the TV supporting it. So I had nothing to hold the TV up. So I nicked the piano stool because we have a nice... It's not really a piano stool. It was a sort of little black stool which worked very nicely. Have you got a piano? We have a piano. Do you? Darling, I'm a famous musician. Um, How could I exist very, without very piano? Jealous. <laughs> so, very jealous. Very <laughs> Well, thank you. You've set me off now. <clears throat> so, because we had no piano stool. I don't know why I'm telling this long story. Simply to get to the point that, looking at piano stools on Amazon, who should make a piano stool, which I didn't buy, but Grandma Shark. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> She's back. I don't. I can't remember what it was. You found something the other week. It was a table. It was yeah. a table. It had nothing to do with yeah. Grandma or sharks, but it was made by Grandma no. Shark. Well, she also makes talented fish. This she also makes piano stools. Ah, right. It looks really nice as well. Yeah, I mean, I didn't buy that one. I, I wasn't suitable for what we wanted, but I was just struck to see. Oh, Grandma Shark. She's been busy. <laughs> looks nice. Forty-eight quid. No, not for, it, not for me. But the name the name got me. Yeah. What sort of piano have you got? We have a it's a it's a second, third, fourth, or fifth or sixth hand Beckstein. It's a boudoir grand. It was a grand piano. It was actually Good in grief. my brother's partner's house when her father died. It was an inheritance, and she said, "Oh, good grief! Where am I going to put this piano?" And my hand went up. I'll have it. So it lives in our living room. It actually belongs to my brother's partner, but it lives in our living room. Right, and if wow. anybody's interested to go to www.santasanta.co.uk, the musical, what I've been touting for several years now, a lot of that was recorded with that very piano. You'll hear that piano in almost every track. Lovely. I'm very, very jealous. But, you, but again, a bit like your surround sound system, you've got to have somewhere to put it. And I just wouldn't have. Well, I was going to say I could see what the postage would be. I could send it over to you to have a little play with. (laughs) (laughs) Right, back to reality. The four Wong, four Wong, four Wong adhesive. It's it's all sticky stuff with me. Um, Adhesive weather stripping foam tape. What I noticed was with around my windows is that I don't know how long these um, draft excluder strips have been around the windows, but they have started to to peel away and come away. So I thought, you know, how do you fix this? So of course. I went to Amazon and I found these um, adhesive weather strip thingies, kind of foamy stuff, um, and went to work replacing the ones that were falling off. And sure enough, they work really well. They're incredibly sticky. You know, when you touch it, you've got to try and peel your finger off it again. Um, And they stick onto the windows and you replace them. They're soundproof, allegedly. Weather, unlike today when it's... um, 
when when there's a, a lawnmower going around. But, um, <laughs> but he's gone, by the so way. I haven't heard him for a while. Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's cleared off now. Um, so yeah, ceiling for weather and 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 clear, closes the gap around windows. So yeah, a very simple um, uh, thing really. You get three rolls. Um, and the three rolls are 15 metres. So I don't know quite how they work that out. Oh, yeah, I suppose it's five metres. Yeah, 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 okay. So the inside the box, you get three five-metre um, rolls. And, yeah, it's, it, the, the news really is that you just cut them with a pair of scissors yes. to length. And they're um, incredibly sticky and very good. You can get different widths and different size, fatness ones and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, nine quid that was for those three uh, 15, for, for three five-metre rolls. So, yep, good stuff. Looks very good. I, I remember playing games with stuff very similar to this a couple of years ago, going around the house in the winter, finding all sorts of holes and areas that needed filling up, and it is good stuff. I could, I've stuck it to the bottom of doors, and it hasn't come off. So, good call, Ted, yes. Indeed. Do you realise we haven't had a jingle yet? I think we'd better rectify that. Yes, well, this time um, it's time to get another thing that someone has bought with the Amazon Associate link. Thank you, everyone, for doing that. Really, really helpful. Particularly thanks, uh, thankful. We're, we're, I'm particularly... I'll say that again. I'll start the whole thing again. Right, we're back with the Amazon Associates link. And thank you so much for every, to everyone for um, using the link. It's really, really helpful, especially to Gavin Faviani Lemond, who buys everything on my link. So thank you, sir. Um, I picked up this really simple, cheap um, thing that someone had bought, the Famicosi Analog another, Alarm Clock. Another funny name, the Famicosi. Yeah, Famicosi. <laughs> It's cosy for your family. By the way, I'm very sorry, Ted, but I'm keeping that mistake in. That was hysterical. <laughs> Just letting you know. Now, not a non-ticking uh, um, alarm clock, basically a travel alarm clock, which is really manual. Well, it's not manual in the sense that it winds up. You put a battery in it, but it's got a second hand. It's got a five-minute snooze. It's got a crescendo loud alarm. Big numbers for easy reading, which was really helpful for many people. Yes. Two AA batteries. Hey! And a big night, line, night light button on the top to illuminate the dial. £13.99. And I really like that. I, I know that probably most of us don't need, in the day of mobile phones and blah, 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 um, we don't need a little bedside alarm clock. But I, I guess some people just might want them for the nostalgia or older people that want something manual to use in that way. It just looks really nice. And it reminds me... Um, of the you know the days when we everyone had one of these by their bed and you were really posh if you had one that wasn't a wind up one and it did have batteries yes, in yes. it um, and it looks really really nice the only thing that I would add to this particular Famicosi one if I it, if I would have the choice is to add um, luminous hands and luminous letters. I really like the whole luminous thing, because when you turn around in the night, you don't have to press the button on the top. You can yes. just see the luminous hands and see what see what the time is. But apart from that, yeah, thirteen ninety nine. thank you, whoever bought it. I tell you another group of people who would like a clock like this, and it's paranoid people who don't trust mobile phones to go off when they say yeah. they will, or Google yeah. when it says it will. Whenever I'm travelling and I have to wake up for a filming job or whatever, flight or whatever it is, I have have a travel alarm clock similar to this that I always put beside my bed in addition to the phone to make sure I wake up. 
It's lovely, Ted. Yeah. I love old-fashioned things like this. And, and, I mean, each to their own. I have to say the one thing that I'm afraid I don't like about it is the luminosity. Is that a word? No, no, there's no there's no. There's oh, there no is no. You're saying you'd like some. No, yeah. I would like yeah, some. Yeah, you see, yeah. for me, it's this whole thing about I have to be in a lead-sealed silent tomb before I can fall asleep. If there was any, any, if there were any luminosity. Yeah, 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 but yeah. that's personal preference. I think this is a lovely clock. And just as you say, I mean, well done to whoever bought it, and I'm sure they'll enjoy it. I certainly would. The, the, uh, looking at the Amazon page, there's one almost exactly the same with luminous hands. One for you, one for me. Hey, one each. Hey. And what's cheap as chips this week? Or what's almost cheap as chips this week, Ted? Yeah, I'm <laughs> cheating again. So sue me. <coughs> I'll just cough in your face again. <laughs> this is a, this is. This is a £5.94 instead of £5 transparent glasses face visor. So now the back story to this is that my dad um, can't stand having a mask mm -hmm. on. I think I've said before, yes. he really hates it with a passion and he can't wait to get the blooming thing off his face. And there's me and my mother um, um, telling him he's got to do it and he's got to do it. Anyway, so one of the big things he wanted to do was to get one of these visor thingies. Um, and so, unlike the flimsy, plasticky ones that um, many people wear, this is actually a hard one. It's actually more like the visor of a, a motorbike helmet. Yes. And he's actually really happy with this. Inside this thing, there's a pair of a, a, a glasses frame thingy. That, so it, it sits on his ears um, and comes onto his nose, and it sits, so it sits in the right place. It covers his face. Um, and it and it works really well for him. So each to their own, of course. Um, and it, yeah, it's it's very very well made, and it looks like it will do the job nicely. The the manufacturers say that you could use it for um, riding a, a push bike, you know, in the summer if you want to keep things flies out of your yes, face and all that, yes. which is a, a, a not a bad idea uh, either. It's very very tough. It, you can I'm sure it was with withstand drops and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, but that, that's it really. He was especially pleased when he found out that he could, if he wanted to, he could put his glasses on as that's well. That's what I wanted to ask you it. about because what yeah. was throwing me was the word glasses, and I was thinking, is this a prescription thing? But it, what they're saying is there's room inside for the glasses. Well, he found that there was. When, when I say that there is glasses, what I mean is that the frame of the thing has got arms that go back over your ears. Oh, so that's why they use the word... Because I'm looking at the word glasses in the description on Amazon, yeah. but I presume that's why they call it glasses, because they mean it goes over yeah. your ear as glasses yeah, do. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Uh, and your nose. Yes, yes. So it, it sits on you like no, glasses. Yes. Anyway, my dad, my dad found that in addition to this, he could put glasses on as well so he was very happy and he's he, yeah he's delighted with it um excellent he wasn't so happy he wasn't so happy when we told him that um if he goes somewhere where you've got to wear a mask you're also um you oh just to explain in wales there are still restrictions on mask wearing right. so there are some places you've still got to wear a mask like in shops and on now transport it's and interesting stuff. you uh, say that because here in england uh, it's basically free but for instance, Tesco do request people, would you please wear a mask? And my mother is right. very good and diligent and wears one and, like your father, hates it. So I was wondering, could my mother wear this in Tesco or would it not count as a mask? Is that what you're going to say? Well, the, what I was going to say was, yeah, the, the rules apparently, in Wales anyway, are that this kind of visor is not a mouth and nose mask. And you're supposed, if you're going to wear one of these, you are supposed to wear a mouth and nose mask oh, underneath God. as well. <laughs> and, and, yeah. 
it kind of defeats yes, the object does, to yes. a degree. And so Dad was very upset when we told him that. Oh, yes. Yeah, so that's a shame. Yes, I was thinking about one of these but, for my mother. But then again... But, but it's different in England. Yes, and I'm wondering so about places know. that say it's not obligatory, but we respectfully ask you to wear a mask. I wonder if in that case it would work. I don't. If if you're seen to be making an effort, I said this to my dad. If you go into Tesco and you're seen to be making an effort and you've got one of these on, I don't think anyone is going to argue. With I agree. You. Just I said to him, just go and do it and see what happens. And he's he's not going to get arrested, is he? Anyway, in terms of you, Aiden, five pound ninety four is worth the risk, isn't it? <laughs> in terms of me, what does that mean? <laughs> Well, in terms of you wanting to test it with your mum. Oh, I see. I thought there was just, some strange buy one. ulterior motive going on there that I hadn't picked up on. Yes, I'll have a chat with my mother and see if... if she... Mother, if you're listening, do you want one? Right. <laughs> my turn. I've got a pond in the garden. I may have mentioned it. No, um, no. I needed some waterproof tape. I've never heard that. Oh, he's left. Ted's left the room. I've upset what? him so much. Um, I bring you... T-Rex tape, ferociously strong, waterproof, graphite, grey tape. <laughs> T-Rex. T-Rex. <laughs> Excuse me, £4.99, just, just squeezes in there. Um, basically, this is perfectly ordinary uh, gaffer tape, except that you need to be a weightlifter to open the thing. I mean, I'm doing it now as I speak, and I'm trying to open it, and good Grief, it's hard work. To, it, it's incredibly strong. I think very similar to the to the Fowong adhesive window tape you were talking about. If you get it on your fingers as you're pulling it off, you really have to yank to get your finger. It sticks to yeah. everything. Um, wow. As I say, this I can't really describe it much other than to say, just imagine ordinary gaffer tape on acid. Absolutely rack everything up wow. to 11. Uh, it's just incredibly strong, incredibly sticky. And thus far, incredibly useful. I needed to, to, as I say, I needed some waterproofing around the pond areas to, to, uh, on some plastic. And it's done the job beautifully. Thick, strong, um, butch gaffer tape. Looks like you can just tear it with your fingers as uh, well. Ipsy, can you? I don't know if you can. Let me try that. Um, yes, you can tear it with your fingers. I think yeah, because yeah, you're tearing yeah. with the grain, as it were. But if you right. try to tear it the yeah, other yeah. way... No, I can tear it. Actually, I can tear it in all directions. Um, but right. it's still... Oh, I'm getting all of my fingers now. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. If you want some really, really tough gaffer yeah. tape, recommended. Very good. Okay. Next up is um, books. In this case, e-books. And a shout-out, really. I, 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 was, um, I, I stumbled into the, um, the, the original novel of Pinocchio oh, yes. by... Carlo Collodi, which you probably know as well, is is not like the the, the fluffy Disney infected story, but it's actually a, a very dark fairy tale from Italy, which is, you know, uh, for example, um, Geppetto is actually a really nasty, miserable git in yes. it, um, not like the the nice old man that is depicted in the in the, the cartoon. Anyway, um, the, this was all a, a vehicle to say that this was forty nine p on the Kindle store, um, <laughs> and and I thought, yeah, yeah, that's a really cheap. And then I started looking more and more into it. And there's loads of free books as well. The the, kin, the, the shout out really was to, to ch if you've got a Kindle and you don't mind reading ebooks and you're a book reader, then have a look on Amazon and look for ebooks that, are, that cost nothing. Now, 
to the caveat there is that there's an awful lot of dross out there as well. So you know you, you might get some free ebooks and then start reading them. And you think, good grief, no wonder it's free. But there's also, like I say, 49p um, cheap ones that are actually basically classics as well. So so just have a look out for Kindle stuff if you're an e-reader. Indeed. I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one of those. What do you want, Mr. Salmon? I want a Kershaw Select Fire Blade multi-tool knife thingy. Okay. <laughs> just, this, this one looks really cool. Um, the, the vast majority of multi-tools um, don't seem to include a knife or, you know, you've got to pay lots more mm. money to get one with a knife. So you, your multi-tool normally is full of all sorts of gadgets and, and spanners and, and screwdrivers and all the rest of it, but not a knife. This one caught my eye because it has got a decent God. knife as well oh. and this reminds me of crocodile you... dundee that line that's not a knife this is a knife i mean this is huge <laughs> you could kill a man with this literally <laughs> yeah yeah and on the side it's got a, a, a flip out um hex thingy where you can put um two of your most used um, uh, uh, screwdriver oh, heads in, lovely. so and it follows it follows the the the, the hex, you know, yes, the standard. Yes, yes. So uh, and in the middle of the handle, you can then keep those two oh. inside the handle, and and the whole thing is just a really well thought out tool, and it's got all sorts of um, other bits and pieces going on for it as well. But it's it, forty seven quid is not the cheapest thing, but you also, as I say, the the main point really is that you also get this decent looking knife. And the whole thing is, is um, is good to go in 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 lots of ways that normally multi tools are not. Um, you you raised the question about legality, though, didn't I you? I did because I was very proud a number of years ago when I bought myself an actual Swiss Army knife in Switzerland and proudly brought it home, saying I will carry this with me at all times like a good Boy Scout. And then I got worried about the knife, popped down to the local police station where they told me that I wouldn't be allowed to carry it because the knife locks when it's open and you can only carry a knife that legally that does not lock when it is open. So looking right. at this, I don't see any form of lock. So I, some, I should imagine this one's OK. Yeah, my um, Victorinox Swiss Army knife, it doesn't lock when it's open. It... It, it, you just push it closed. Well, mine, um, I mean, it's a while ago now. It must have had something where in order to close it, you have to just release a catch in order that right. the blade okay. disappears again. I was just thinking with this Fair one, enough. if you're going to use the screwdriver, remember to retract the knife first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But this, this looks great fun, Ted. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And yeah, it's not cheap, but as I say, you also get this really decent looking knife. So yeah, 47 quid. Link to Blades UK, as Amazon don't seem and to do. And made by Kershaw. I don't know that name, but presumably... I expect it's owned by Nick. I was going to do the joke about nicking yourself with a knife, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on, I tell you what I want. Actually, I'm being very generous this week. I want on behalf of others, because I personally don't want this at all. I couldn't get rid of it fast enough. I just think it's very sexy, and I wish I did want one. It's a Pinter 2 beer kit. Yay. Um, I've never been a beer drinker. I've, I've all, I should think in my entire life I've probably consumed about a single pint of beer. I just don't drink the stuff, don't like it, but each to their own. 
For anyone who does, though, this looks like a fabulous, geeky, modern home brewing kit. Great fun. And by the looks of it, really, really nicely constructed and presented and put together. It seems to come with beautiful presentation of how to do it and how it works. And the artwork and the graphics seem to be excellent as well. Um, I'm, I can link, if you wish, to a video on YouTube that I watched that explains it. It's quite long. It's about 14 minutes. And I confess I did give up halfway through. But I just think, you know, I don't know anything about beer. And for all I know, what comes out of this would be absolute cack. Uh, it clearly was and perhaps still is Kickstarter. I think it started as a Kickstarter and it's now on general sale, I believe. It seems to begin price at 149 quid, which seems fairly reasonable. Same price as a secondhand 5.1 surround system. Um, and as I say, I don't know about beer. I don't know whether it's any good, but it's it just looks like a really nice, fun thing. If you want to brew beer yourself at home, you could do a lot worse than this. Is it something you'd go yeah. for? I can see this being bought for um, husbands and fathers yes. for for Christmas. Um, I had I once had a go at making my own beer, and it was an absolute disaster. And I followed all the instructions to the letter, and it was just disgusting. And so I don't know that maybe they've cracked it now for home brewing for beer. Um, and it, it, it's a, it's a rather expensive experiment though. For well, you'll have to tell me then, Ted. Is is brewing beer basically a difficult thing to do is it something that you can't do at home generally because it's not easy i think so personally because of my um my experience and i and i've known a couple of other friends in the past who've tried to yeah. do it and similar kind of results just i guess not it's like great. home winemaking you hear about people who've tried but it's not a common occurrence is it yeah 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 um, so I don't know. I, people, well, listeners, tell us. Uh, you know, have you tried beer making at home? Um, have you had good success? I, I can remember after I'd made my beer with this kit, I went. I, the first thing I wanted to do was go to the pub and have a proper one, and it was just so much nicer. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 good yeah. shout. Anyway, could be fun if you're a beer drinker and you're into that sort of thing. Indeed, right. My tech corner now is the Free Right Traveller. Which they seem to be sending uh, spelling with one L. Traveller's got two L's. Yes, I hasn't suppose it? it's just their marketing trick. Right. Okay. Anyway, so this free write trap free write make these devices that get writers away from technology. So it's an e ink distraction free writing tool, which is it costs four hundred quid, incidentally. Um, but it's it's, it's essentially a, a writer's um, piece of technology that that lets them focus on not in, having being interrupted, no notifications. It's not connected to anything except for backing up to the cloud um, when you want to switch the wi-fi switch on um and but you don't have to do that you can you can store stuff that you're writing on in a card as well yes. as well if you want the, di the difference with this one is that it's a it's got a full-size keyboard so this is not a small device it's actually the width of a, of a full-size keyboard um it's it's obviously the screen folds out the top so it looks like a little laptop but it's a really nice thing I, I i would really if i had 400 quid to spare i would really want one of these because it's so dinky and nice the only thing against it i think is that i would really like to have seen the lcd display going right across the width of the whole thing whereas it's not it's in a window i've in just the middle, been thinking that I... as you said it ted and it occurs to me though Can it's we... book shaped you get the feeling that you're writing a book because that's about the size and width that a book would be 
Yeah, yeah, except it's much taller. Yeah. So if you if you held it in your hand, if you see one of the pictures and someone holding it in their hand, it's taller because it's the width of a full-size yes. keyboard. So, so it's, no, a, but it's I'm a saying very tall Yes, so therefore the screen in the middle doesn't have to come fully left and right. I think that having the screen only central like that probably isn't such a bad thing. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm, I'm with you yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. it is lovely, and I, so, I love the point about it's not connected to anything, so you cannot be distracted. You just work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's also got um, a, a very nice looking keyboard, a memory on board if you want to use it, Wi-Fi for cloud syncing um, and to get over the air firmware firmware updates, which is a much more useful thing to have. But you can just switch all that off if you want to. USB-C for charging. Um, what else? It's got a four week battery life, which is another thing which is really, really um, handy. That is based on about um, 30 minutes a day usage. So two weeks with an hour a day, I suppose. But I mean, obviously, battery life depends on how much you cane these yes, things. Um, and, and it hooks up to um, Dropbox, Evernote and Google Drive if you want to switch the Wi-Fi on. So, yeah, really, really nice little unit, um, which addresses a need, I think, for people that want to concentrate, get down to it and just write and not be distracted. I want one of those. Absolutely. And just to be devil's advocate, I have to point out that for 249 quid, which is roughly half the price, you can buy a traditional portable manual typewriter with case. One size only, <laughs> cream. <laughs> yeah. Still using and still using. All right. It's a bit like those football scores. Anybody who doesn't want to know, leave the room now. Anybody who doesn't want to hear Aidan mention the word coffee... <laughs> Leave the room now. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks, but it's... Do you know what? It's almost exactly three years to the day, the 19th of October 2018, today being the 15th of October 2021, that I bought my famous, infamous coffee machine. I will mention it very, very briefly because people are tired of hearing about it. It's a Saga Barista Express. I believe it was around the £400 mark, which was an awful lot of money to spend at the time. But I have used that thing every single day since. I make myself at least one latte a day. My mother, probably two or three times a week, I make a coffee for her. It's absolutely fabulous. I love it to bits. Oh, it's gone up. It's gone up. Okay, I've it's 585 well, that's quid. Fine. I've still got mine. There you go. No, but, but 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 when we looked at it before, it was 400 Yes, it something. was. It, and it was 400 and something when I bought it. That is a little bit bizarre. Wow. But, I mean, I just have to say, it is the best thing that I have bought since I started doing whatever works with you, Ken. Yeah, I yeah. am so yeah. thrilled with this thing. Uh, and people are tired of hearing me say, so I'll stop saying it now. The Barista Express, I love it. <laughs> Move on. No, no, no. That's, that's really good. And it's not Saga. It's Sage. But, oh, sorry, um, I get confused it, with the cruising company. <laughs> yeah, but it, it just looks, uh, you know, dare we say it just looks gorgeous. And if you had 585 quid to spend, that would be really nice to put in the kitchen and, 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 and make good use of, which is what you do. So that's great. And it's the fun of it, because do you know what? They now have an upgraded one, uh, which is a, a good thousand pounds plus, where you basically just push a button and stand back. And I don't want that. Right. I want to take part. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to be the barista <laughs> and do it myself. So it's it's the perfect yeah. machine because it's half half does it for you, but the other half you have to know what you're doing and take part. Love it. Yeah. You want a clutch and gearbox. Absolutely. That's the one. Right. Something I'm still using is my um, Sweetie Shop jars. Oh, my I remember sweetie, those. Sweet shop I jars. was jealous then and I am now. <laughs> 
<laughs> These are the, the, the Britain and James sweet shop jars, which I brought to Whatever Works 119 in September 20, and just over a year ago. And they are still in use on a daily basis. I, I use them for cereal jars, as I said when I brought them on the show um, back last year. Um, and I, and I, they just work perfectly for cereals. The, the lids close really tightly. I've never had a, an airtight problem. In fact, during one of the lockdowns, I had cereals in them and I left them there. And when I came back after the lockdown, they were still not kind of soft and stuff. They were, they survived that. So the lids are really good. Um, and I found that I can get um, usually a whole packet, one whole packet of most cereals into each of the jars. So I've got five jars. You can get five for 20 quid or two for 10 quid uh, from Amazon. And um, yeah, yeah, really, really nice. Still using them day by day in, day out. And they do a great job. Recommended. I love these, Ted. I want to come round to your house and we can play two Ronnie's four candle sketch with these. I mean, they're, they're, they're just <laughs> old fashioned hardware store boxes, aren't they? They're just gorgeous. They're just gorgeous. Yeah, I love yeah. them. I love them. Sweet shop jars. That's the one. <laughs> Robert McCrowan says, What is it with me and tumble dryers? I'm now about to replace my third one in about 20 years. I seem to be averaging about seven years per dryer. I only use them in winter, only when, I re when it's really necessary, and only ever on the low heat setting. And then he has an angry face emoji, just to make his point. <laughs> my last washing machine and dishwasher lasted 21 years. I look after my things. And my fridge and freezer are now in their 20th year and still going strong. Uh, there was quite a hmm. discussion went on here, wasn't there, Ted? I mean, when uh, after his little rant. Yeah. There was, and I had a scout around online to see what people were saying about tumble dryers. And most sources were saying that you can expect a tumble dryer these days to last 8 to 12 years. Um, so maybe not as long yeah, as yeah, other so white seven years anyway. isn't so bad, Robert. If the average is 8 to 10, yeah, you're too yeah. badly. However, the last word goes to James Reid who went to great lengths to say um, to, to explain his, his, his position on this and his thoughts yeah. on it, which were, make sure you buy decent quality and decent brands, oh, he here, says. Here. Unfortunately, the, the majority of stuff you find in the high street shops is cheap rubbish and brands which used to be good, i.e. Hoover, Zanussi, Indesit, etc., are now not. They are rebadged oh. Bico units. Well, Bico is just yeah, an example, yeah, yeah. but rebadged cheap units. Um, there are a small number of premium grams, pr primarily Mael, Miel, and Siemens, which are worth buying. They're a lot more expensive, but they're much better quality and often simpler to use. I've had Siemens, a Siemens washing machine for about 10 years now, and it's still going strong. It's needed some maintenance, but it, wasn't easy, it was easy to find spare parts. I also bought a Siemens tumble dryer secondhand, and that's been working well for years too. In the old days, white goods were all expensive, um, but better quality. But we have seen a surge in much cheaper ones now, but they're, they're, they're not built to last and they're not easily repaired. Mm. So, as always, he says, in conclusion, James Reed, um, you get what you pay for. And whilst it may not seem um, uh, attractive to, to spend a thousand pounds or even five hundred pounds on a washing machine, it will definitely pay off in the end for you. So there, buy expensive, last a long time. 
I don't know. We've had we've had Bico units here. Now, okay, they might not they might not be used as much as some people use their white yes. goods, but they, the Bico units have seemed to be kind of okay to me. And that one of the arms came off of the um, the the dishwasher, and we found that um, on that spare parts thingy and oh, fitted yes, it and yes. all the rest of it. I, I yeah. don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I do get what James is saying though about miel and and Siemens and. Be- paying better quality. What do you do? You know, William Shatner went into space this week. Yeah. I know how he feels. We have a washing machine in the kitchen, and when it goes into spin, <laughs> you really think the whole house is about to take off because the whole thing vibrates <laughs> and bounces up and down. And and again, I think that's probably testament that it is quite a good machine that we have because we've had it. F- for 150 years and it's still working yeah i think you get what you pay for i've ha- i have no experience of of dryers at all we are only washing machines and um so yeah. i can't really comment i would imagine though that by its mere by what it just by the mere fact of what it does washing machines and dryers are going to be the quickest white goods to wear out aren't they because you're spinning things around at vast speeds and centrifugal force yeah. going everywhere and huge slabs of concrete to hold it down so i would imagine they would be the first to go i would have thought 8 to 12 years sounds good enough to me for a dryer sorry robert yeah I guess it's just a comparison about um, what it used to be. And Robert may be quite right in yes. saying that in, in the old days, they just lasted longer. And that, oh, I mean, yeah. the old the Rolls-Royce syndrome. Yeah, they don't make them like they used to. I mean, you can say that with practically everything under the sun these days, can't you? Indeed. Right, the last thing I want to bring to Room 101 and the last thing for this mm-hmm. section is those um, wire keychain cable rings that I brought to the show, I don't know how long ago, and they're just rubbish. Anyone that bought them, I do apologise on the back oh, of what good, I was saying. Oh, good, it's not just me then. What, <laughs> what they, what they, what, if you bought some, maybe you can sound me out on this, but what I found was that the things, however tightly you do up the, 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 the connector, they just keep coming apart. They, you know, the, And the keys just start falling off because the thing has actually unscrewed oh, right. itself. Or is it, is well, it just sorry, me? I'm sorry, you misunderstood me. I meant it's not just me who brings rubbish onto the show. <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking about my LED lights again. No, I haven't tried. But I know what you mean about these. I do I do recall similar things. Yeah, you, you, you would really have to sort of do it up with a pair of pliers to make it stay shut. I've tried that, honestly. And it, and they and eventually they just come away again. Now, I haven't tried using like PTFE tape or something yeah. to try and get in, get inside to, the, the, the thread. No, no, no. Anyway, I mean, they were cheap as chips. So, you know, it's not a disaster. But um, I, th- I, I was enjoying using them until I started losing keys. Right. Room 101. Room 101 it is. Slam the door shut. Let's give somebody a gold star. I want to give a gold star to Mike Robbins, uh, who was a darling. I've had some trouble with my Thunder... It's Tech Corner again, I'll be quick. I had some trouble with Thunderbird that's been going on for weeks. Basically, white messages on white messages, can't read a thing. Copy-paste it into Notepad, you could read it fine. Put it back into Thunderbird, something was messing around with the colours. And after a fairly lengthy uh, MeWe thread, Mike came up with a solution. Uh, so I just wanted to give him another shout out and a gold star to say thank you, Mike. You you made my day, sir. Have a coffee on me. Well done indeed. Yes, sir. And I want to put give a gold star to Nokia UK or HMD Global or whatever, <laughs> whatever it's called this now, week. Yes. Um, uh, twice recently I bought stuff from um, Nokia UK 
and um, twice it's exactly the same. Sunday afternoon I've ordered. I don't know why. That wasn't intentional. Yeah. But I, I do note that Sunday afternoon and both times they've been delivered next wow. day with DHL. Monday on both occasions, swiftly and with style. They, they must have some sort of warehousing system that works really, really yes. efficiently because I I didn't ask for next day delivery. It They just, that, that's what happened. So yeah, Nokia UK. You see, whatever we think of Amazon, they've upped the bar and people have to work harder to beat them. So, yeah, well mm. done, Nokia. That was a good one. We're I done, think I think. We we're um, over the hour. By the way, sorry, before you say be... that, have you heard or tried of these? this new system that they, they claim to deliver food within 10 minutes, if the advert is to be believed? I've seen no, adverts on the that? telly for some food delivery company. Um, is it called We're Ear or Ikir or Earar or Ear or something? And you, the idea is you order on the app and within 10 minutes, the food arrives at your house. Wow. No, I, I haven't seen that. But then I don't watch, I don't watch the light channel <laughs> with, with, the, with the adverts. <laughs> Um, no, I've never heard of that. We'll, we'll try and find a link for that and put it in the show notes so yeah. um, people can know what you're talking about. I, I guess like a lot of these things, if they claim it's within 10 minutes, you've got to live in a, I a imagine fairly well-populated place. Yes, yes. Yeah, the other one yeah. that comes on that makes me laugh is they say, we are gorilla. We deliver to your door. And I turn to my mother and say, I don't want my goods delivered by a gorilla. Thank you very much. <laughs> And we'll leave it at that with that pun. <coughs> oh, my first cough in a while, too. I held it off for you, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well done. Thank you for sticking in there anyway. We'll be back in two weeks' time, as always. Whateverworks.works is where you'll find all the links to the stuff we've been talking about, as well as in your podcatcher, tedsalmon.com for me, aidenbell.com for Aiden. Don't forget to head across to the movie group. Let us know whatever works in your lives. We'll bring the highlights of that to the shows going forward. Um, yeah, any last words from you, Aidan, or are you too uh, ill? No, I'm, I'm waking up now. Of course, sod's law. I've stopped coughing now, and I'll see you all in a couple of weeks' time, everybody. Take care. Have fun. Don't forget also PodHub UK, where you can get links to all the audio podcasts we're involved in and all the lovely uh, MeWe groups and links and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, PodHub UK. PodHub UK. Indeed. Don't forget, whatever works, works. Oh, sorry, I was sipping my, I was sipping my tea. Yeah. Do it again, do it again, do it again. Don't forget, whatever, whatever works, works. works. <clears throat> See, that was worth it, wasn't it?